Hello and welcome to the Feminine Millionaire Show. I'm your host, Polly Alexander. I'm a success coach, healer, creative and future millionaire. If creating money and success in a spiritual and feminine and joyful way is your goal, this show is for you. Let's all rise together. Hello and welcome to episode 101, my thoughts on the coaching industry, the good, the bad and the ugly. This is my ninth year as a coach, which is kind of crazy because that time has flown. But I just checked and I signed my coaching client in a three-month program in July 2014. So here we are. And today's episode is for you if you're interested in hiring a coach or curious about coaching, or if you are a coach, there's going to be tips for both different listeners. So let's dive in. I want to start with the good Well, coaching, I truly believe in my heart, is a hugely empowering industry. Through the process of coaching, people are able to access their potential and they're empowered to change their lives and businesses for the better. Discovering coaching absolutely changed my life. It enabled me to break through many limiting patterns and limiting beliefs. It helped me to ask for more from the world. It helped me to see more of what I'm capable of. It helped me to become more visionary. It helped me to overcome my patterns. So coaching really is the process of taking back your power. It's deep healing and it's new mindsets. And it's really important to say that coaches are, for the large part, well-meaning people that are committed to their self-development and have a genuine desire to facilitate transformation and support and make a difference in the world. It's a fast-growing industry for a reason, because it's really effective. Coaching provides tools and much-needed support to handle the stresses of modern life and technology, the pressure of high-flying jobs and multiple responsibilities and different life stages. The days of extended families are gone with the emotional and practical support that came with And many of us live isolated lives, both emotionally and geographically separated from family. And we lead busy lives with less time to connect and rest. A life or business coach can provide a valuable space holding for reflections and awarenesses on how to transform and live a better, happier life. Because coaching is all about looking forwards and remembering that your past is not your future. Your past is not your future. 
there's a huge diversity of different coaches with many different styles. And in my experience, life experience counts for a lot when that's woven with professional experience and different trainings. Whatever type of coaching you're looking for, there will be someone that is a great fit for you. And it's a deeply empowering path to transformation. Amongst other things, you can increase your income, you can improve your relationships, you can overcome family dysfunction and childhood patterns, family and ancestral patterns, unhelpful ways of thinking. You can raise your vision for what's possible with you in life, take bigger risks, go after new adventures, create new, more empowering mindsets and thus take more helpful actions. So I'm really passionate about the power of coaching and I think it's really important to acknowledge in any industry, in any business area, There are great businesses and there are not so great businesses. There are great practitioners and there are not so great practitioners. I sat down before I recorded this and realized that I've hired nine one-on-one coaches so far in my life. Actually make that 10, 10 one-on-one coaches in my life. And I've also been in high-level masterminds for sort of four or five years, plus done various programs. So I have a lot of experience. And when I sat down and reflected, I realized that with my one-to-one coaching, five experiences were good, two were mixed, and two were bad. And I'm going to touch on those as we go through this podcast. And I'm also going to share some of the feedback that you shared with me when I did a poll on Instagram stories. I actually asked you, my community, have you ever had a bad experience with coaching, with hiring a coach? And 70% said yes, which I've got to say, I was pretty shocked at how high it was. And I invited people to share confidentially Why? Why was that? What was the bad experience? And I'm going to weave some of those in today. So I just want to say thank you to everybody that contributed to this episode. Because it's because of you that I decided to record this. I was curious, having heard anecdotally and through friends and through people that have come to me after having not great experiences. I was curious as to how common this was and I think it's really important that we bring this out into the open and we normalize it because the saddest thing for me is when people allow their past experiences to stop them trying again to stop them going after their dreams to stop them going after their up level and transformation because they're bruised or disillusioned by a past experience so I hope that from today's episode you can take away something that's of value that if you are one of these people that have had a not great experience that it's going to enable you to overcome that and to also hire an even better coach next time around so let's dive into what I see as the bad aspects of the coaching industry okay so it's unregulated 
Anyone can call themselves a coach. So quality and style and ethics and value and professionalism varies wildly. Okay, it really does. And there's a lot of coaches out there that are much better at selling than serving. I personally find that the ICF coaching certification is limited because in that certification, I trained in that method, you're only allowed to ask questions. That is the pure ICF definition of coaching, just asking questions. And I actually found this very limiting and I could see clients not getting the results I knew were possible when I stuck very rigidly to this process. And actually, I discovered my unique voice as a coach, if you like, my unique identity as a coach through blending together different modalities. I started out blending together my business experience of running a successful photography business, my experience of entrepreneurship, and blending that with coaching. And then I opened up my intuitive abilities and trained as a healer and I was able to bring intuitive work and energy healing into my coaching as well. I've also trained as an EFT practitioner. I'm a Reiki healer. And I've studied with many top entrepreneurs and incorporated my learnings from studying with them. And also there's a bunch of other healing modalities I love to study. And this is me as a coach. And that opportunity is also available to you as a coach. You get to become the unique expression of yourself as a coach. You get to shape and create your identity. And there's no right or wrong here. I firmly believe that. Okay, what else? The lack of professionalism around showing up as a coach. I've experienced it and I've also heard it a lot from other people. So one person shared the session ended up with talking about my coach's business and me making suggestions on how I would pitch it. (laughs) So when the coach becomes the client, so lack of good boundaries, yeah. Somebody else shared, she set me up with a program to sell like her own. So trying to create a cookie cutter version of you. I'm really passionate in my business coaching that I do. I'm really passionate about not having a one size fits all model because it doesn't work like that. My job is not to make you like me, not to make your business like mine, but to offer a portfolio of opportunities and then to really tune into who you are, what you're passionate about, what lights you up, where your energy flows and opens up, what brings you joy, and then to identify the right business model at this stage for you. That for me is really powerful mentorship and coaching. Okay, lack of professionalism. Somebody else shared the coach was not on her game. So allowing personal issues to get in the way of showing up as a coach. And actually, I had this experience myself. I hired a very expensive coach. I did one round with them, which was great. I was very happy and I renewed. And then they experienced some family trauma, a family loss. And it was very obvious that it was a difficult time for them and they kept cancelling sessions. 
which was very difficult for me because I'd invested in the support to handle my own up level. My business was growing extremely fast at that point and I needed my coach's support with the pieces that were coming up. And it became obvious that she was not available, understandably so. So I suggested that we close the relationship so I could find someone else and that I receive a part refund. And this coach decided that she didn't want to give a part refund and simply offered me credit against a future coaching program with her. So that left me with no money and no support. As you can imagine, this was not ideal situation. Now, I was able to dispute this and I did get the part refund back, but it involved a lot of effort on my part, an unnecessary effort. And I will never work with that person again or recommend them simply because of how they chose to handle it. I've also heard from you about poor boundaries when friendship and the client relationship gets blurred. To be a really powerful coach, sometimes you have to give tough love, as my clients say. You've got to call people out on their stuff. Now, when you're friends with someone or when you're mixing with them in social circles, it's human nature to want to be liked. It's human nature to unconsciously shape your behavior. So it's really important to have clear boundaries and make sure that your coach does as well. The other thing I've found is sometimes coaches are scared to really address the deeper issues going on or they're not skilled to appropriately handle trauma, emotional stress, or challenges along the way, and they just want to stay on the surface. I always tell a story of my very first coach. So I was working as a photographer in London, and I was thinking long term, and I wanted to plan my dream of living on an island in the sun. And I'd heard about life coaches, didn't know anyone that had worked with one. So I found someone, and you went in person, it was in North London, and you booked session by session. And I did three sessions with her about my master plan for my future life, my big vision. And she said, I don't think you need me anymore. I think you're good to go. And so I naively thought, oh, I have no issues. This is all going to be easy and fine. I was in this really false sense of security. In one way, I thank her for that lack of depth because it gave me a false sense of confidence to move forwards. But seriously, there were so many pieces that came up along the way that she could have supported me with, that she could have brought up and gone deeper, dug deeper. What's really going on here? You know, what are you really scared of? And so I had this impression that life coaching was a bit of a joke. (laughs) I was so unimpressed that I was really resistant to actually becoming a coach because of this experience. I thought it was a bit of a joke. I thought that coaches always seem to have loads of problems. It was compounded because my partner had the same experience. (laughs) He met someone and then the coach kept saying, I'm having too many personal problems to coach. And so I didn't have a great first impression of coaching. And we laugh about it now because it is very ironic. But there was a lot of resistance when I was starting out to becoming a coach. I was like, no way. (laughs) I don't want to be one of those. Now, I think the reputation is improving. But Again, more feedback. Someone in my community said, the coach I'm referring to was not very professional. Yep, somebody else 
felt more care was put into getting me as a client versus serving me as a client. Right. And that I'm going to come on to that in a moment. So those are some of the bad things that I've experienced. And what's the ugly? Well, I've touched on it. I really feel that it is aggressive marketing tactics. There's some brilliant marketeers out there and marketing is really about getting your work out to people that you can serve. We all need to market. We market ourselves constantly, unconsciously in day-to-day life. Marketing doesn't need to be a negative thing. It's simply how do we share our gifts? How do we come here to make an impact on the world? How do we share our purpose, live on purpose and make a difference in the world? Okay, so there's a reframe available there in marketing. However, I have witnessed on a number of occasions where more effort is put into selling me into the program and then the service afterwards falls woefully short. And I feel this is where the industry has an opportunity to shift. What else have I found ugly about the industry? The coaches that give the bare minimum really are disengaged and not interested in you as a person, not leading from the heart, but they're just going through the motions. They're giving cookie cutter advice and they're not emotionally engaged. I hired a well-known US life coach about seven years ago. She had a podcast. She had some books. I loved her podcast. I thought, oh, she'll be great. I'm hitting a difficult time. She'll be able to really help me navigate through it. And it was literally just like reading her book, She was just going through the motions. She hadn't even read my welcome pack. She knew very little about me, even though the information had been provided. And then when it came to my business, she advised me that I shouldn't do a group program because I wasn't ready to coach groups of people. That, ironically, ended up being the one thing that gave me my breakthrough. (laughs) I have... That decision on my part, honouring my intuition, honouring what was true for me, believing in myself, I have that to thank for Money Beautifully, which we are coming up to our 10th round of, and it's transformed hundreds of lives. So yeah, the ugly, taking large sums of money and delivering little commitment, transformation or engagement or even disappearing on holiday without mentioning it right after you've hired them for three weeks. And I think the biggest thing that I find really sad is that people are fearful to try again. It's a missed opportunity for transformation. And I will tell you that I learned so much from the non-ideal coaching experiences. And perhaps you too can find things to gain from your non-ideal experiences. So firstly, it motivated me to know what kind of experience I did not want my clients to have in my world. Part of the coach I am today is based on who I didn't want to be. Yeah, The reason I deliver at such a high level is because I know what it feels like to be let down. I know what it feels like to invest at a high level and be disappointed, be let down. 
It also motivated me to practice and broaden my skills. So I wanted to be the best coach I could. So I did my 100 hours of paid coaching training. And then I did a higher level master coach certification where I did 300 hours. Actually, only three of us passed it. 300 hours of coaching is a lot, one-to-one in a year. And as I grew, I blended other modalities, as I spoke about earlier, with coaching to facilitate the best results. And it gave me the skills to dive into those unhealed wounds. And also, the negative experiences allowed me to access my unhealed wounds, my own lack of boundaries, my own projecting onto my coaches that allowed me to heal. So patterns show up all across life in our relationships, in how we engage with people. And coaching is no different. Guess what? It's just another relationship. And so it's also an opportunity for self-reflection and healing. And when I saw patterns or when I experienced non-ideal circumstances, it allowed me to go within and say, what am I available for? Why did I choose this? If there's anything, what am I learning? Yeah, and I truly believe that everything we're attracted to sign up for in the area of transformation, we will get a learning. And actually, I'm going to talk about how to choose a good coach in a separate episode, because I've got some great tips I've learned over 15 years of hiring coaches that I would love to share with you. These non-ideal experiences also motivated me to deliver at a very high level of integrity, ethics and responsibility and heart. And I decided that I want to be the kind of coach that cares. I want to be the kind of coach that sees you and notices you and holds space for you and sees your highest potential that sees what is possible for you. And I'm very grateful to the five coaches that I had great experiences with that in different ways and at different stages in my life helped me deeply. My first high level coach that I worked with over an extended period of time, she helped me really kickstart myself and my business onto a whole new path in life and get out of a very difficult place in my life. I had a great business coach once who allowed me to see a higher vision for myself, who reflected back just what I was already doing and the power of it and my gifts. I've had people that have guided me and shaped me to help me see what to offer have helped me get clarity. So there have been many, many gifts and I really, truly intend that you can receive deeply and fully from the coaching journey, from the coaching experience. So if you're called to explore coaching with me, I do work with people one-to-one and I work with people in group programs and I have my women only mastermind. You can reach out to me by DM on Instagram or through my website, 
to explore more about working with me. And I'd be really happy to have a conversation with you. So I wish you a wildly abundant week and I hope you enjoyed today's episode. So if you are running a business, you're already up and running, you already have clients and you're looking to scale to 10 to 20K months, then I invite you to check out my Thrive Beautifully Mastermind. If you're ready to receive solid business, mindset and energetic support to scale. Thrive has an amazing mix of entrepreneurs in the wellness, coaching, creative, personal development, healing and spiritual business domains and the teaching is tailored by someone who lives and breathes exactly your world. There's deep, powerful energy healing and transformational support to identify and shift deep patterns and blocks. Can we go deep into your core wounds that are causing you to struggle in certain areas? Yes. Can we identify which beliefs are causing you to under-earn or overwork? Yes. Will we address the energy and mindset required to scale without drama or overwhelm? Yes, we will. This is deep, gentle, nurturing work alongside the nuts and bolts business strategy. It's support for both your feminine and your masculine. And it's for business owners who know basic strategies but want to refine and master their marketing, their messaging, their mindset and the energy that attracts high-level clients and creates new offerings with more ease. It's for women who are in a healthy, positive mindset of my business is going well and I'm ready for it to get even better and scale faster. And it's a beautiful, intimate community of soulful, wise women who are committed to making a difference in the world and enjoying the journey of growing their business whilst living their best life. In Thrive, we set aligned and expansive financial and lifestyle goals. We're not chasing money for the sake of money. We want both the financial freedom and the lifestyle freedom too, and to be generous, authentic business owners who make a real difference in the world whilst being our authentic and purpose-driven selves. If this is speaking to you, I invite you to go to thrivebeautifully.com or the link in the show notes where it has all the details, the investment and the application if you're ready to dive in and create results like my clients have seen. Have a beautiful week and we'll see you back here again in two weeks time. Bye for now.